Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall and has a 30-minute time limit. Thank you, everyone, for joining us once again for the One Fall Podcast. I'm Sean McHugh, alongside my good friend and tag partner, Rob Quinn. It is Elimination Day, where two men walk into a podcast and only one walks out. We're not taking it that seriously? Okay. Uh, oh, I mean, we can take it that seriously. I just, like, I think we're both going to walk out at the end of this just because, you know, I've, it's Saturday. I've got some things to do. <laughs> I, have, I have chores. And I got chore. I got chore in to do. Um, but yeah, no, so it is the Elimination Chamber preview show. Uh, we're going to go over the card, just talk about what we, what our hopes are, uh, what our fears are. And, uh, yeah, just rundown of the rundown of the card and see who, see who leaves champion, who makes their way into fast lane as the champions and who takes the next big steps on the road to WrestleMania. So what do you say we get into it, buddy? Ready when you are, sir. We'll start off. I mean, the, the first match we'll talk about is just the, the women's tag team championship, just because it got slapped together last minute. Um, they announced it on SmackDown on Friday. I don't know. I, I think it, it's, it's Nate, it's Naya and Shayna versus uh, Sasha and Bianca Belair. I, I think the only logical thing for me in this match is this is the point where Sasha makes the heel turn. Um and either never tags into the match or something to set up her and Bianca at Mania. I, I don't see what else. They, I don't be. really want to spend a lot of time on this because neither did they. Um, I, I think sure. this is a holdover until the NXT girls come up and, and take it from Nia and Shayna. And I think you're right. I think Shane, uh, I think uh, Sasha turns on Bianca. I think she's involved in the match, but when they lose, she blames Bianca. And then that starts their program and that's going to go to WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, they need to do, uh, you need a nice long buildup for, for WrestleMania. I mean, judging by that, SmackDown, I mean, SmackDown's going to end up with both Rumble winners again, which is not surprising because as we've been talking about, they're the much better show from a story perspective, as well as, um, as well as performing. I mean, they're, they're, the show is just more solid across the board and it's, it's wonderful. You, I mean, yeah, Bianca, after winning the Rumble, she's been popping up, but yeah, she needs a nice, nice long build with this i'm not really sure though like obviously they're gonna have interactions but like what kind of matches or anything are you having on smackdown or are you just keeping them at pro like basically pro i I think you're not gonna have them touch again until mania you're gonna build it up old school way because that's the way sasha works i also think sasha loses that match but that's gonna be a wrestlemania thing where we do further down the line right 100 percent. there's there's zero chance bianca or zero zero chance that bianca is not champion after mania she is built like she's being built yep. as the star and i mean and and deservedly so because as we talked about her ring work alone uh not I mean, the character's great but the ring work the, the level of her work just has grown so much in the last year alone between since NXT, I mean, the, the fuse that she had with Rhea Ripley, I think really helped her and really helped establish her uh, and, and get that training in. And now she is just at the top. of the Yeah, what a difference a year makes. The next, I mean, the next two matches really are complete question marks and up in the air. The first one being the Raw Women's Championship. Um, it was supposed to be Asuka versus Lacey. Lacey announces on Monday that she's pregnant, which is eh, legit. Like it's, it's going to end up being part storyline, but it's also 100% uh, shoot. So they ha- they didn't announce anything about changing it. Like I uh, I imagine on the pre-show, maybe they'll they'll name a new challenger or this match just gets scrapped. Yeah, they, and that's they why should, they should can this because at some point Charlotte is going to be involved in the main event picture going into WrestleMania. 
because she's Charlotte. She should be. Yeah. Uh, but you can't waste. I mean, it's bad enough Charlotte's being wasted to to try to make Lacey Evans, who who just man, you put her with both flares, and she's still not over with anybody that matters. She's terrible. Her ring work is terrible. Her promos are worse. So I think this is a good good way to get her off TV for everybody involved. And I think Fastlane is where you see the build up for Charlotte and Oscar. I, I think so as well. I mean, this was supposed to be that jumping off point. Lacey got the match because Charlotte just kept beating her up and that was a disqualification. So that's how she earned this match in the first place. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they just have Asuka do an open challenge and then maybe you get the surprise of, of Rhea showing up, but I don't want Rhea dropping a, dropping a match to Asuka yeah. on, you know, right away on her roster debut kind of thing. And I don't see her winning the belt either. Um, so unless you can figure out a way for a, like a DQ finish or Charlotte interferes, but she's also hasn't made that turn yet. So I don't know. It, it's, I haven't seen anything about it. I haven't, I actually honestly haven't looked too hard for anything, but I'm not really sure. And what, what they're going to do, if they're just going to can the whole thing, or if they're going to have a random challenger, like I said, maybe they announce something on the pre-show or this just gets pulled completely. I don't even know which one of these matches is going to end up on the pre-show as well, because I mean, they may throw in a, a grudge match, Apollo versus Shinsuke on a pre-show maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they normally just like to throw in a kick. They throw in a kickoff show match the day of, and it really doesn't make much of a difference. So not going to be surprising there. The other one that's up in the air right now is the United States Championship triple threat. Lashley Riddle and Keith Lee. Keith Lee, again, missing TV this week, on or missing Raw this week. It was confirmed that the last couple weeks he was missing was because Mia Yim did test positive for covid and so he was probably just quarantining for because of contact tracing or, you know, close contact, what have you. So him missing again, maybe now, unfortunately, he has it. He was not on Raw. They didn't really make any, as far as I know, they didn't make any mention about him not being there. And this match is still supposed to be a triple threat. I just, I don't know if he's going to, if he's going to. I've noticed a running pattern with this. Whenever Keith Lee is not on the show, it's like he never existed. They don't refer to him of what happened yeah. last week. They don't do any of that. When he's not there, he's not there, period. But I'm wondering if that's actually like a a COVID, like if they're just trying to stay away from that. I mean, well, you know, because they gave McIntyre promos and actually let him do his whole thing when he had a quarantine for two weeks when he actually came down with it too. So the difference was he's the champion. True. I mean, that's how they get through it. But yeah, it's just, I, I find it interesting. Like you're, to your point, yeah, zero mention about him. Obviously, you know, we've gone, we've gone over the fact that he had a little bit of heat or, you know, Vince, Vince, the, you know, the, the dirt sheets are swirling that Vince can't find his, he, he can't find his spark. Yeah. He just doesn't, he doesn't see a spark with him or anything like that. He missed the rumble, which was huge. I think he could have been, you know, obviously if he, he could have been a, huge impact in the rumble if he was able to make that and now whatever's happening here um with the u.s championship is yeah i'm not i'm not sure uh so again do they just go lashley and riddle one-on-one yeah it doesn't seem like that's the right way to go they don't have anything else they don't have any other performers they got nothing else to do i also don't see a belt change this close to mania i know fast lane is coming up but you know a belt change for that is usually a mania well and i think i think at this point if and when keith lee comes back and he's healthy they can obviously they can easily do the run-up of keith lee versus lashley at mania i think that's a i think that's a i'll, I'll put that down in pencil i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pen and put it put pen to paper right now but i'll write it with a light pencil <laughs> you know like i'm cheating in Sudoku. so i think i think lashley and lee 
is is pretty much a lock for mania uh, again you've got two days so you've got plenty of plenty of opportunities for matches and such so i'll just I, it'll be interesting um i mean technically i guess he could have contracted it shortly after raw two weeks ago which means he could be available today or some on, on sunday i just don't know it's it's going to be interesting I, I haven't again haven't seen anything haven't seen any announcements or anything they're kind of keeping a lot of this close to the vest so uh you know we'll see we'll see if the match happens as expected if it does happen as expected i agree with you i don't see a title change uh i think riddle eats the pin no matter what here keith lee's going to be built up strong and i wouldn't be surprised if the hurt business gets involved to keep keith from winning the belt uh, i think keith lee being out is the worst possible news from matt riddle because he's not going to win this match. He's not going to win the, the belt. And there's nothing for else, else for him to do. So he's going to get ragdolled around again for the, what, fifth week in a row with no blow-off, no payoff. So it's just basically he's going to get beaten around. Because any hope I had of him either joining the Hurt Business or, you know, taking over one of the spots when they kick out Shelton, I don't I don't see any of that happening with him just taking this abuse week after week with no retribution. I mean, that's literally what happened, though, with Cedric. Cedric took the abuse and got, got his ass beat week after week and ended up joining the hurt business. They could be, they could be rehashing, but it, you know, it's still all roads still led back that way. Uh, I think the difference here is that the hurt business has not openly asked Riddle to join Riddle's tried to Riddle's tried to get in, but the like MVP hasn't given any indication that he wants Riddle in the hurt business. I also think that that's kind of the swerve that I, again, would they double up that same kind of swerve where, you know, Riddle turns his back on somebody to join the Hurt Business because that's exactly what Cedric did. I think there needs to be a different angle, uh, a different angle to bring Riddle into the Hurt Business. Maybe it's a double swerve. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's a double turn. Shelton, you know, Shelton the face and Riddle, Riddle heel. I'd love a good Riddle heel run. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I think so too. I think the problem is like they're just they're playing up the stoner shtick. Um, which is a lot of it's just his personality. Like that's just kind of him. So it's not insane to think that they're, you know, just when he goes heel, like when he gets that eventual heel turn, like what, you know, what's the character? Is it just the fighter? Is it just, is, is, I, I mean, cause I've never seen it in, in any promotion that I've actually watched him in. I've never seen him heel or full. Even UFC, even UFC, he was the goofy stoner guy, even though he had one of the best knockouts I've ever seen in UFC. He knocked the guy out so much yeah. the guy made noises while he was laying on the ground. Well, I mean that's and that's what they started it with. I mean, it started when he fought Cassius Ono, um, and he hit the final flash knee. Like his his debut takeover, it was a you know a six second match because he hit that knee, he got that knockout basically, and and pinned him. Something I, something I think they could do with him that you don't see enough in WWE would be referee stoppage. Like have him be just this destroyer where he's not winning via pinfall or submission. He's winning because the ref is stopping the match because he's just brutalizing people. Same thing could be said with Bobby Lashley. Either one of them would make more sense than when they did the Fiend. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, that's going to lead us into the first of two chamber matches. We should probably start with the SmackDown one simply because that one leads into the Universal Championship later in the night. So you got Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, and Baron Corbin. Uh, no indication who starts, who finishes, anything like that. Uh, they didn't do any kind of gauntlet match or anything for them. Um, trying to keep them both separate. Surprising that they didn't do a women's chamber, but it kind of makes sense just because they don't, you know, they don't really have the the roster right now for a full six women fighting for a uh, number one contendership or anything like that. They, they just don't have the the capability, I believe, but 
Uh, I digress. Uh, SmackDown Chamber, what do you, what do you got? You know, that's a tough one. I really that that's a, a hard one for me because I don't see the point of any of them because the in the end it's going to be Edge and Roman at WrestleMania so there's not going to be any belt switches anytime in between even if they do the old Kevin Owens to Goldberg Goldberg to Drew McIntyre gimmick I think they can't do that because then it ruins the the momentum they've built between Edge and Roman so I have to think who eats this and and they're not. Maybe Cesaro because they've been building him up so much the last few weeks. Yeah, that that's what I was I was leaning that way as well. I I think anyone. I mean, it's definitely not going to be Corbin. It's definitely not going to be Sammy, and it's definitely not going to be Jay. I could see Jay being one of the final two, maybe, and he eats the last pin, like he you know main event Uso. He he pulls it out, and you know he, he can start the match, and then he can go a long way. I think if Cesaro doesn't get the win, I think he gets the Iron Man. Yeah uh part of this like like again back to Kofi Mania he's gonna go start to finish I think he's gonna be you know he'll be one of the last two or three people remaining he's gonna start the match and he's I think he's gonna come out looking like a beast in this uh is my hope I mean I really we all know you know I I've always attested my love for the Swissman I really <laughs> hope he gets that he gets that you know it, it, he's gonna have that really strong showing come out of this looking like a million bucks and you're right. He could be the one that wins the chamber. And then again, puts on a great showing against Roman only to have like Seth interfere because they tease that on SmackDown. Like Seth, when but he, they're, in, they're in a cage, I, I'm saying that I'm saying the title match. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying Roman. So Cesaro gets the win and then Roman, you know, when Cesaro Roman happens either immediately or later on in the night, whichever one it may be, because you and I differ on that Cesaro, could be in contender, could be, you know, again, putting up a really good fight. And then akin to what's been happening for Roman Reigns, Seth would come down and interfere to keep Cesaro from winning, which leads into their, which helps lead into their mania program. Because as we talked, as I mentioned on SmackDown this week, you know, uh, Rollins cut that promo saying everybody abandoned him, but he specifically calls out Cesaro. So again, pencil in Cesaro and Rollins yeah. at mania. I, I'm pretty, I'm, that's basically a lot. I mean, do you do, now, don't forget, in this chamber match, Daniel Bryan's whole job, which I was suckered in like everybody else, I should have known better, during the Royal Rumble, Daniel Bryan's whole function is to break your heart every time. Like, that's that's his function. He's the one that everybody believes in. He's the one that can do it. But he's just, you know, he's there to, to give you hope. He's the hope spot. So what what do yeah. you do with KO, J, and DB? Uh, DB? Because Corbin is going to be Corbin. He's he's perfect in what he does. He's there to get the Dominic Mysterios over or the Mustafa Ali or whoever's up and coming. He's the gatekeeper. That's that's what he does. Now, personally, I mean, Ar I think Arn Anderson called uh, Arn Anderson called him that. He said, or, or no, not Arn, Kurt. Kurt Angle was like, <clears throat> Corbin's a great guy and he's just, he's there yeah. when they need him. And 100%. And he does it perfectly. There's no one that does that better. So my, my hope of hopes is we find a way to get KO and Sammy at WrestleMania because it that I I mean my my indie heart would would lose itself at that point and you know they did have a little bit of an interaction during the the kerfuffle during SmackDown's main event uh, but I don't see where anybody goes again when when the it's it's like the year before when they announced Rock and Cena for WrestleMania it takes all yeah. the drama not that that you need the drama but. That storyline of Edge and Roman is, has such momentum. It's a freight train coming down the, the line. There's nothing that's going to get in the way of that. So who's left? I think Jay's taken out of that because Jay's going to be 
with Roman no matter what. So who we're left with is KO, DB, and Sammy, and Cesaro. Now, Cesaro is probably going to go with Rollins. Minutes so that leaves us KO, DB, and Sammy. What, what do you do then? I mean, unless they do a unless they do a, a ladder match or like a spot, like a you know multi-man match for for the IC title. I, I don't know. I mean, it's an, it's an interesting question because yeah, it definitely. I think KO and Sammy would be great, but what's obviously there's story there. But like in in the current product at this very moment, what's the story? Because Sammy hasn't all, all the all the all the protesting and and filming that he's been doing. None of it has been directed towards KO. Not a single ounce of anything. It was all no. But you can you can change that. You could change that at the chamber. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, you could build that story right there. Well, and that's that's the easy stuff. That's the easy trade. That's the easy changeover right there. Uh, And then to your point, I mean, yeah. What do you do? What do you do with Jey Uso? And what do you do with Daniel Bryan? I I don't know what Daniel Bryan could then do at again at Mania. Who he would feud with or or fight with? Uh, There's, I mean. Alpha Academy turned heel on SmackDown, so maybe he just has a small program with them. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. It's it'll be interesting. I mean this on paper it seems like you'd have like db daniel bryan and corbin end up doing something like something at mania i don't know why i don't know what the the story is i mean again the good part about the chamber is that it's just like the rumble it's a really easy way to pair things off and then plant the seeds immediately for wrestlemania and Uh and what's to come it's quick and easy storytelling for for the sake of being quick and easy and, and boy what what a tale of two shows because the outcome of this is unclear the stories coming out of it are unclear as well but in the best possible way like it's filled with opportunity right. it's filled with possibilities whereas we get to raw and i literally don't care i don't care what the storylines are i don't care who wins i don't care who faces drew it's just so poorly done start to finish there is no storylines there is no no way Jeff Hardy makes it out of that cage in any way, shape, or form. I think Orton has a destiny with The Fiend, so he's essentially out of this. Kofi is the Daniel Bryan of this match. He's there to break your heart. There's no way they're going to give it to him again. So now you're left with Styles, Sheamus, and Drew. I don't care. I really don't. I mean, and there's no way Drew or Sheamus should be even in the same ring with AJ Styles. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do what you want. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I mean, this is... I, I, I mean, I said this for the Royal Rumble when before, you know, before Edge and Christian and, and, and all that happened, I think outside outside of somebody showing up who we wouldn't want to see, i.e. Brock Lesnar or Goldberg or something like that, McIntyre and AJ, I think, would be a great WrestleMania main event. You know, they worked together prior to coming back to WWE and coming to WWE, respectively. I, I think that... I mean, on paper to me, that's that's your championship at Mania. At Fastlane, you get you, you get Drew and Sheamus. You do a blow off there. If it's got to be a triple threat, I guess I, I'm not a fan of that. And then, I mean, outside of that, yeah, you're right. Kofi, the only thing, and you mentioned, so you mentioned the Fiend taking out Orton. I wonder if they do a small swerve here and either basically mimic what happened to Kofi years ago at elimination chamber when jericho was jericho or edge one of one of them took out kofi on his way to the chamber and then took a spot in the chamber i think it would be fun to see uh mustafa ali do that so retribution takes out kofi on his way down to the ring and then ali takes a spot in the chamber and ali has a great showing in the chamber 
that would be i think fresh at least mm -hmm. and interesting to see would it will will it happen probably not but it, it could be something but then to, to your point you wouldn't have that fiend spot no. then too you're not going to have two different people taken out of this chamber at oh, who, who knows i mean you might it's so poorly done it doesn't matter yeah i mean i think and I, then i think in this one as well i mean by, by, by the way i don't mean to cut you off but but this is again not to beat a dead horse the way they do it this is so poorly done and such a mishmash we haven't even mentioned the miz who may or may not be involved in this so and 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 i don't care yeah i mean it's it just goes back to the same discussion we've been having where we don't the the title picture is super just cloudy on on raw for all the wrong reasons because there's just not there's no bona fide contender you've done so much to build up mcintyre that there's currently nobody that makes sense to fight him now the only way you can have McIntyre chasing again towards Mania. I mean, they could have the moment, you know, Miz comes out after the chamber's over, after everyone's all beat to hell. I don't think, even if he cashes in, I don't think he takes it. I think I was just, I was just going to say that if McIntyre doesn't start in the ring, he's the first one out of his pot. I think they're going to, you know, they're going to really hype it up. He's going to go, he's going to be a journeyman in this match. He's going to go start to finish. If it's not, you know, on paper, what makes the most sense on paper is, is, you know, Kofi and Hardy starting it off. Then you get your Orton spot and then it would be Drew if Drew's not already in the ring. Because you got to end, you can't, you know, you're not going to have three faces in the ring and then end with three heels. So I, I just, I don't know. Uh, the Fiend's definitely going to show up. Got, I mean, if not the Fiend, then Alexa. You think the Fiend is going to show up and pull Orton out of his cage? I think Alexa pops up in the pod. I think just because she's been pulling that, that creeper moment. I think she shows up in probably in an empty pod during the match. Like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put that one down as a prediction, not a spoiler <laughs> um, that, that basically like when the pod is empty, the lights go out and Alexa shows up in an empty pod, distracting Orton. And then the fiend come, the fiend comes in and abducts him or rips him down from under the ring or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, I agree. I think if the Miz doesn't cash in, he's definitely going to tease it. I, I, but it's, the money in the bank has to be done by Fastlane. I don't want it going into mania with him still pretending to have yeah. the case. Like you, you had that glorious moment with Seth Rollins. You need to just get this done so that people can forget about money in the bank. So that when the con, when the match comes up again in June, like it means something. Yeah, they, they damaged this brand pretty badly. This year, the money in the bank got doubly fucked because the women's couldn't even be really defended because Oscar was given the belt because Becky was pregnant. And then the men's obviously you had Otis win, do nothing with it. And now give it to the Miz. The, I mean, the, the litany of things that I would have rather seen happen. Like I would have had Otis challenge for the IC title. You can challenge for any championship. Maybe. So you don't bother with the, you know, he could have challenged for a lesser title, obviously not the tag titles because that was, that would be terrible but you know he could have challenged have, have they ever lost faith in someone as quickly as they did to otis i can't remember one. i don't think they lost faith in him i just think they realized that the story is done it was done and boring and over and I, i'm not sure really what else it could have been but it just hit a wall and yeah i mean it was funny when it happened it was a you know it was a funny spot they either should have taken the briefcase off of him a lot sooner 
or like I said, he should have cashed in on someone else. Um, I mean, I think both of us for this match, you know, for the raw chamber, it's gotta be, we're, we're both taking drew to win this thing. I could see the Miz coming down and cashing in. I wouldn't see him winning. I think he gets. I, I don't think Drew walks out with the belt in this one. From the chamber or just in, from like, P- in general? PPV. I don't, I don't think he comes out with it because they have nothing to do to generate interest. And they always want their faces. This company always wants the faces to fight from underneath. Uh, they've built him up so much for so long. Who's like, there's no challenge for him. So well, that's, like, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. He's going to lose this weekend. I, think. I mean, I wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't expect it, but it wouldn't surprise me just because they did it before I, they had him. He lost the belt. I forget what the pay-per-view was, but he lost the belt to Orton way back. And we were talking about it earlier when he won it the week before smack or uh, week before survivor series, because they wanted him versus Roman. Right. Like he won it on. Raw. So that's the last time, you know, they had a championship change on raw. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for it. the, the, I like the chamber matches. I know they're spot fest, but you do get, you know, that Kofi mania journeyman performance where like you get standouts in chamber matches. You get guys that really shine. And I think we're going to have two of those, two of those this Sunday, but yeah, I mean, it's muddled, but I'm still, I'm still excited for it. And I just, I don't see the point of having fast lane dropped in again, but I mean, maybe that'll be made clear. In the weeks to come, 12 people, pay- 12 yeah, I mean, I'm, that's what they need. Yeah. I mean, if that, like, they don't, I don't even think they need 12, like NXT's kind of got the right mantra going with like, you know, five or six. I mean, I don't know how many takeovers they have annually. Like they've kind of just, my theory has always been, there should be 12 pay-per-views, six for raw, six for SmackDown or like, I mean, four, they... four for each to make it eight and the other, the other four, and then the big, the big four. four. I mean, they've tried, they've tried that and it just doesn't work. They're, the, the roster isn't deep enough. They, they can't, they can barely contain, they can barely handle the stories on Raw and SmackDown. plenty deep. They just don't use anybody. Where's Bo Dallas been since last November? Like they, there's, there's plenty of, where's Ricochet been? Like there's Ricochet. I don't know. Bo Dallas, we, as we talked about, literally on a farm. So he's doing, there, there are definitely people that can fill roster spots and do see, listen, I was no fan of the Vince Russo era. Uh, I really wasn't. Uh, I felt he was a terrible writer and everything was crash TV. And he really wanted to basically be on Howard Stern. But the one thing I will always give him was everybody in his era had a story. Like, even if they were there yeah. for one or two matches, there was a reason for them to be there. And as Eric Bischoff always said, there are stakes involved because I read his book. Like everything in that era, there was always some kind of stakes involved. It, it could be stupid, but at least it was something. Having nothing is, is infinitely worse than having something stupid. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, part of that is the, the changeover of the industry where it's a lot more, you know, they're, they're trying to stick more towards the, the person and like the reality, like these, these guys are just themselves, not a character uh, for the most part. So I think that kind of takes away from it, but it also, it also goes back to what we always say, stables. I mean, yeah. stableman, a stable fixes a lot of problems and, and, and covers a lot of holes. And yeah, I mean, factions. that would be another, damn it. I want factions. factions. It would, it, it make, you know, that that's what always helps too, when it comes to storyline stuff like that. But We'll see what happens here. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm throwing in the towel. I mean, there's not really much else to say. So I think I think we call it there, and we we see what happens. Uh, and then next week we can break it down, and hopefully, hopefully we can sit there and say, well, we were we were 100 wrong, and this was actually a really great show. Yeah. So I would love to be surprised. Yeah. I mean, same same here. Hopefully, and and hopefully we are.
otherwise, thank you once again, everybody, for joining us on the One Fall Podcast. Please go follow us on Facebook and Twitter at One Fall Pod. Not Twitter, Instagram. Facebook <laughs> and Instagram at One Fall Pod. Join us next week then as we do a breakdown of the Elimination Chamber. Talk about the fallout on Raw and SmackDown. See what NXT is up to and catch AEW on the road to revolution. You guys have a great one and we'll catch you next time. See you.